I'm standing here where Martha, where Martha Wayne lost her pearls. There's a blood stain on the and sidewalk. She also died. <laughs> <laughs> I have found right here, Mitch, a pearl from said necklace. <laughs> Brucey. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this episode of the Moderately Interesting Podcast. Welcome. What do we got today, Aaron? Uh, a lot of different stuff that are seemingly not connected at all, but the only that they have that are connected is that they're moderately interesting. We're coming at you live right now from our parents' basement. Live. Live. From We're our live. Basement. We're live. We did it again. Tell them about the new segment before we uh, hit the theme song. We've got a brand new segment called... Go... Cluck Yourself. Mm -hmm. And we'll explain that right after the theme song. Play the theme song. We did it. We did it. Nailed it, Louis Simos. All right. Well done. Mitch. Uh, yeah. This is a brand new segment. Again. Another new an- segment. Another new segment. Yep. Go go cluck yourself. Go cluck yourself. And this was one where we kind of talked about it, kind of jokingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we joked about it, you know, we were talking about how uh, everybody has got a new chicken sandwich now. Yeah. I mean, everyone, you got Popeye's, you got Chick-fil-A. Those are the two Titans. McDonald's mm-hmm. has got a chicken sandwich now. KFC has a chicken sandwich. Burger King just announced a chicken sandwich. Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. They have a chicken sandwich now. Sonic. Did you say Sonic? We didn't say Sonic yet. Sonic has one. He's my favorite hedgehog. He does, yeah. He is, and he is your favorite hedgehog. Go cluck yourself. Go cluck uh, yourself. Everybody's got a sandwich. Everybody. Yep. Like mm-hmm. we said. Like we said. I mean, even Sonic has one now. Even Waiting Burger for Taco King. Bell to come out with theirs. But get on it, get on it, Taco Bell. You're very late to the party at this point. They do have the naked chicken chalupa. I saw an ad for that. Well, you got my attention with naked. Yep. Uh so we thought what we should do for go for our brand new segment of Go Cluck Yourself. We should uh, just try all these different chicken sandwiches and rate them. Yeah, we're going to eat them. Right now. So we're, we're going to start off right now. We both got a Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. This is me opening. You hear that? You hear that? That's a Chick-fil-A sandwich. All right. Hey, do, Aaron, you want to hear my secret? Well, I want to tell everyone this. It, okay. might not, it might not be a secret, but it's cool. So when you get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, you pull the sandwich out of the bag, mm-hmm. take the patty off the buns, mm-hmm. throw the patty back in the bag, mm-hmm. and then you just squeeze a bunch of sauce into the bag, mm-hmm. and then you shake it, Okay. and it comes out as a tossed chicken patty, and then you throw it onto the uh, back onto the buns. Okay. That way, you've got evenly dispersed sauce. Is that what you're going to do right now? No, I'm not. Okay. Because this is new for me, I have not had the spicy chicken sandwich, so I need to okay, not yeah, so saturate we, my patty with sauce. We both got spicy chicken sandwiches. Uh, I got mine with no pickles. I don't. I don't believe in them. 
I don't believe in pickles. They do exist, but... That's a lie. It doesn't matter if you don't believe they still exist. Okay. Uh, I will know... proof right here. There is a slight sogginess on my bun. No pickles? <laughs> still no pickles! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's a dick. <laughs> and there's All the pickles right. from last time. And there's my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> None of that will be happening today. All right. Uh, shall we take our first bite right now? Okay. Okay. Three, two. Wait. Okay. I'm doing this with no sauce, by the way. Me too. Okay. Okay. You ready? Uh huh. Three, two, Schwan, go. All right. First bite done. Mm hmm. All right. Mild, mild spiciness on mine. What about you? Yeah, it's it's mild. Yeah, it's not super spicy. We have we have categories of which we're going to rank the yeah. sandwich. You want to go over the categories real quick? Yeah. I'm going to take another bite. Wait. Let me get that pulled up here. We have five categories, each worth five points. Okay. The first one is the bun, and you can give it a one through five. Okay. Five being the highest, one being the lowest on all of these. Bun, spice, the cluck, or the chicken, Uh, toppings, and sauce, if it's relevant. Um, I am going to put sauce on mine. Okay. Uh, Well, just on each bite. I'm the kind that puts, I squeeze a little bit of the sauce right onto the sandwich right before I take a bite. Mm -hmm. So I'm not disappointed. So we got bun, spicy, cluck, sauce. What do you rank the, uh, what do you rank the... Chick-fil-A bun. Uh, I think the Chick-fil-A bun is probably the lowest part of this. Yeah. Um, it's usually, usually by the time I get it, it's soggy. This one's not super soggy, but it is a little soggy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not toasted. Not and at I think all. That's a, I think that's a big problem. This is like, should, should be toasting these buns. Right. Um, I give it a two. That's what I was leaning. I'm going to give a bun. I got my notepad up right now. I'm giving the bun a two. Let's go ahead and, and rank these. I'm going to yeah. write them down on my notepad here. So we'll do spice. Um, now, the first but bite of the spice, I thought, was a little disappointing. But the more you bite into it, I think the spice is there each each bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have some something to say about the spice here. Uh, the cluck. It's Chick-fil-A. It's kind of the golden standard. Or is it? I think it's the average of like what you should compare everything to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to be taken seriously, you should be above a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And if you're not above a Chick-fil-A sandwich, then you're not be taken too seriously is kind of where I'm meaning right now. Yeah. All right. I've got my total. Okay. All right. So what do you got? The spice. Uh, spice. I'm going to give, I think I'm going to give it a three. It's there. It's, not overwhelming. It's not too mild. It's, you know, it's definitely a spicy chicken sandwich. It's just not a very spicy chicken sandwich or anything like that. Right. I, uh, I give it a four for spice. Okay. And the reason why is because for me, it's like you said, that first bite was kind of like, eh, but as you eat it, it's like the right amount of spice that complements the flavor. It doesn't take away the flavor. I'm not sweating, so that's good. 
meat sweats and it makes me want, it, it like keeps my mouth burning and I like want to keep eating it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had the purple bag of Doritos? The sweet chili? I do not eat Doritos. Okay. Well, the, uh, so. <laughs> the purple bag, <laughs> I'm aware I don't know if you're anti-Dorito. I'm not, I mean, I won't go as far as saying I'm anti-Dorito. I just, uh, I've never met a Dorito bag that I've enjoyed. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair. Um, well, the purple bag of Doritos is the spicy sweet chili or mm-hmm. something like that. It's probably my favorite one. And it's got that same spice okay. where you just like want to keep eating them because it's just enough to keep you coming back for more. So I give it a four. The cluck. What do you say for the cluck? Um, I will give the cluck itself. Mm, I'll give the cluck a four. Um, yeah, it's got a, it's got a good texture. It's it tastes good. Um, if for it's some consistent. Re- it's consistent. If for some reason I only had to eat the chicken patty by itself, I would be okay with that. Right, that's a good point. And uh, Chick Fil A, I don't think anything has changed from Chick Fil A since I was introduced to their nuggets back mm-hmm. in who knows when in the in the mall food court. Okay. So I give it a four as well. It's not a perfect, it's not perfect. I don't know what, when I, when I bite into that perfect five chicken patty, mm-hmm. I'll know. You'll know. I will know. Okay. All right. We got two more toppings. Toppings. Well, you don't, you don't really have any. I don't really have any. So, um, but you know, if you get the deluxe chicken sandwich or the deluxe spicy chicken sandwich, um, even though we didn't get that, maybe we should have gotten that, but, um. You know, you get the uh, lettuce, cheese, tomato, and that's all. It all goes well together. I've had it before. I know what it is. It's an American sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, my I just have uh, I just have the old pickles, and uh, yeah, satisfied. I put a I put a three because to your point, you could always have more toppings. Mm-hmm. So I, I will put I, I will know. put a three as well for the toppings. The pickles don't really like they're there and the, I like the taste of them, but it's mm-hmm. not what makes a sandwich for me. Right. If I if they accidentally didn't put pickles and I didn't look, I probably wouldn't notice. Sure. And finally The sauce. The sauce. Now we're both going off of Chick-fil-A sauce right now, I believe, right? Actually, no. Oh, what did you get? I, my go-to sauce is the Honey Roasted Barbecue. Okay. Which I think is like the Chick-fil-A sauce with a little bit of barbecue sauce in it or something. Interesting. It's yellow, just like the Chick-fil-A sauce is, but it's like a little bit tangier. Uh-huh. And I give the uh, honey roasted barbecue sauce a four. All right. I'm going to give the Chick-fil-A sauce just a five. It's iconic. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Usually, like what I'm doing right now, is I dip the fries in the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yep. Now, I want to propose we make a sixth category right now. Okay. 
And that category is sides. Sides. Yeah. Okay. So like uh, fries or whatever mm-hmm. you get. Um, and I think that can also include drinks if you're cool with that. Yep. That is fine so, with me. I, I have the classic waffle fry in a mm-hmm. lemonade. So me too. I got the waffle fries in the lemonade. So lemonade, super good. Waffle I always get mine with no ice. Ah, uh, yeah. I like I like ice in my lemonade though. It's a southern. Thing. I like putting my own ice in lemonade, but I don't like someone else putting an entire <laughs> cup full of ice in my lemonade mm-hmm. and then getting no lemonade. That's true. Yeah. But I do like your lemonade a lot. Uh, but Chick-fil-A fries are, uh, in my opinion, atrocious. They are real bad. Yeah. They are real bad. They come out, they come out soggy. Mm-hmm. They need to be left in there for like another 30 seconds. Right. Or just make me some fresh ones. Yeah. Like right now I'm like kind of debating mm-hmm. if I even want to eat the fries anymore. Yeah. Cause it's like too much time has passed now. They're not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the, uh. I'm going to get the sides. Should we, should we split it up again? Should we do sides as one and drinks as another? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think that's fair. Because all my all the lemonade does is raise up the fries score. Yeah. That's totally fair. So, uh... What's the, side, what's the fries for you? I'm going to give the, the sides a one. Okay. They're real bad. I, I can't deny it. I'm going to go with a two because I have had worse. Mm, man, I can't believe that. Like... I'm like, honestly, if you told me, like, what's a worse fry, it's pretty hard for me to say, like, there's a worse fry out there than this. In and out. Mmm. Mmm. I think you're wrong. In and out doesn't yeah. have great fries, but I would take In and out fries over this. All right. But that, that's my opinion. Yeah. I, get, no, I, get I would you. take Chick fil A fries over In and out fries. I get you. I got you. I would take frozen crinkle fries over In and out fries. So I like frozen, get- not even cooked. Yeah. What are you gonna give the so you gave so you give them a two, uh for drinks lemonade's uh, a five. I'm gonna give the lemonade a four. Yep, so it's out of thirty-five, and I have twenty-seven. This is like the overall experience. I gave it a twenty-two. Nice. Aaron gives a twenty-two. I got a twenty-seven. Chick Fil A. You're like a solid. uh, Let's see what the percentage is there. For me, it's a solid C plus. Ooh, wow. Chick-fil-A got to 62. Maybe like a B minus. But if I take away if I take away the uh the uh sides and drink, yeah, it's only a sixty-eight percent. Yeah. I mean there's no Jeez. denying there's no denying that the sides really hurt it. Um and I, I, I think part of the reason why we didn't include this in the originally was because we're like, well, we want to focus on the chicken sandwich. Yeah. But you're I mean, if you're going to Chick-fil-A, you're probably getting a combo, let's be real. If you're yeah. going anywhere, you're probably getting a combo. I mean, right. not always, but probably. And yep. this is where your money's going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, 20, 22, I think I said, for Chick-fil-A. 22. That's what I gave it. You gave it a 20... 27. 27. Yep. Not yeah. bad. So, this is the standard by which all else will be measured, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, Chick-fil-A is the standard. It's yeah. the original. So, so anything we do after this, we get we have to compare it to Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Not really. We'll just so, we'll just compare it to itself. I think next week 
for the next episode, we've got to do Popeyes. Popeyes, it is. Because that's the, uh, I feel like that's the other hard hitter when it comes to the chicken sandwich war. Yeah. So, Chick fil A, you have been evaluated. And uh, yeah, fix your sides. That's that's where we're going to end this on. Yeah, fix your sides. F- fix your fries. Keep your fries in the fryer a little bit longer. Keep them a little, yeah. Something like that. I mean, maybe don't do crisscross fries. Maybe that's a little too much. Yeah. Maybe do regular fries. I did have crisscross fries once from like a little deli. Mm-hmm. And they dipped them in batter first and then they fried them. Oh, that makes sense. And it was really good. It was like like a cornmeal batter, like a corn dog. That's good. Yeah. It was so good. That sounds really good. They were crispy. Mm-hmm. Those are the best ones. Best yeah. waffle fries I've ever had. Yeah. And also, you know, Chick-fil-A, put a little more salt on them, I think. Yeah. Because there's like, I feel like there's like no salt on these things. There isn't. Like, you have to dunk them in the sauce to get any flavor out of them. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. I think, I, I think my sauce to fry ratio is like three to one. Oh, sauce yeah. Sauce to fry, it's not a fry lot. to sauce. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 And like, I need a lot too whenever I get the chicken nuggets because I'm like, well, I'm getting fries and chicken nuggets. I need like a lot of sauce. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. And speaking of sauce. They had their stupid sauce shortage. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are not aware, Chick-fil-A is currently experiencing a Chick-fil-A sauce shortage. And uh, I don't want to get into politics, but uh, all I want to say is it's clearly all Angela Merkel's fault. Yeah, stupid, stupid person. So if you guys want to tweet at Angela Merkel, tell her to end the Chick-fil-A sauce shortage, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Clearly, um, she's a, she's to blame. Yeah, we're on to you, Angela. It's disgusting. Why would you do that? Why would you cause a sauce shortage? Sauce shortage is kind of hard to say. It is, yeah. When I first tried to say it 30 seconds ago, yeah. Say that 10 times fast, listeners. Well, that was a good experience, Aaron. Uh, that was that was our first time of Go Cluck Yourself. So, yeah, uh, we definitely clucked ourselves. Uh, I, think, I think we clucked ourselves pretty good. Do you feel satisfied? Um... No. Okay. I'm never satisfied. Thanks for joining us on Go Cluck Yourself. Yeah. This has been the first episode of Go Cluck Yourself. Anything anything you want to say, Mitch, to Chick-fil-A before we close the door on them? Uh, your service is awesome. You have great service. We can't deny that. God bless. And uh, fix your sides and fix your buns. And fi- figure out the sauce thing? I mean, we already, it's Angela Merkel's fault, not them. So Yeah, but... I mean, they are kind of to blame. They put her in charge of the sauces or something. Okay. Well, it's just it's, what it's her fault. It's her yeah. fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but you can fix the bun. I, can I do pull. have I okay, do have but, one thing to say really yes. quickly uh, for the listeners. I did purchase some uh, Chick Fil A sauce. I have a pint, which is about half full now. Um, so if you are experiencing uh, negative feelings and also setbacks due to the Chick-fil-A sauce shortage. Uh, you can reach out to us at the moderately interesting podcast at gmail.com. And I will send you a little, uh, a couple ounces, maybe a, a, little, uh, a little Ziploc bag full of yeah, and, and DM us for, uh, for details for price, on pricing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Cause it's market price. Yeah. So one, one it, gram it might fluctuate. Yeah. It's going to fluctuate. Yeah. We're, we're out of the Doge coin business and we're into the Chick-fil-A sauce business. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm actually still throwing all my Chick-fil-A 
money that I'm selling the sauce for into Dogecoin. Oh, so okay. It's it's like feeding each other. It's yeah. it's a uh, yeah. Yeah. Just don't get high off your own product. Remember that, kids. Right. Unless you go to the moon. Okay. That's as high as you can go. That's, all right. Cool. All right. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do we got next? Mitch, it's your time. Mitch's minute. It's Mitch's minute. This Mitch's minute is going to be, depending on your opinion of this topic. Well, yeah, this might be an unpopular opinion. It might too. also be an unpopular opinion. So we're doing two and one right here. We're, that's how efficient we are. Yeah, so this is Mitch's unpopular opinion minute. So I, I get it to myself and it might be unpopular to some people. Yeah, I'm very interested in this because you talked about this last week. Yeah. And uh, while we both agreed that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was the best Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we slightly disagree on this, and I'm very interested to hear your points. Yeah. So, uh, your minute starts, or I get not your minute, but start the clock now. All right. So, uh, I do not like the sixth Harry Potter movie, but I do love the sixth Harry Potter book. It's one of the best. In fact, it's my favorite. I think it might be tied with the Goblet of Fire. Those are both really good for yeah. the books. Um, but the movie lacked in many places and I left the theater slightly offended. Okay. Slightly offended. Okay. And there are three main reasons why. Okay. So now you ask me why. Well, what are the three name, main reasons? Mitch? Okay. I'll tell you those three reasons right now. Okay. Um, so the first reason the first thing was uh, the stupid fire at the borough. Yes. Dumbest thing dumbest thing that they could have ever done with that movie. There was no point to it. It added it added nothing to the movie. It took it just took more time than they needed. And it had nothing to do with the overall storyline. Nothing. It was it was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I got, no, I get what you're saying. It also was not in the book, which is another thing that usually bothers me. Sometimes they can get away with things that aren't in the book that, you know, don't just kind of like filler scenes or whatever, cinematography, art or whatever. That was not one. Of, that just didn't pass. <laughs> so that's number one. Okay. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Number two. Number two. All right. So number two, these are all... None of these are ranked higher than the other. They're all just as bad as They're each all other. Just, yeah. Yeah. So number two is the uh, battle at the very end. There was no battle. Right. Yes. There There's, In the book. There is no battle of Hogwarts. In the book, there is like a, a mini battle of Hogwarts. Not yes. the one you see in the seventh book, but the one. It's like a, it's like well, well, a, that, there, a battle leading to that. Right. Because Draco Malfoy brings in his Death Eaters, they come in. Harry has given his friends the uh, lucky potion, the Felix Felix Felicis, Felicis, and uh, to protect them. In the movie, he drinks it all. By the way, it's another small detail that I picked up on. Uh, and then he he goes to the to the cave with Dumbledore. They come back. Blah blah blah. Spoiler alert: Dumbledore dies. And what? then. And then all hell breaks loose and they like all the teachers are out, a bunch of the students are out and they're all fighting each other 
and like Bill Weasley gets bitten by Fenner Grayback and you know all this stuff happens that that uh kind of leads into the seventh book some of I mean small details but it's very action-packed mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. dramatic a lot of Lots like of Dumbledore happened. just died everyone's out there going crazy uh Harry and Snape are fighting uh you I don't even dare I don't, use my spells against me yeah and that and that did work that part was in the movie yeah but the battle sequence itself was not there right it was literally like in the movie why would you even bring the death eaters into hogwarts why that was the whole point was to to kind of fight their way out of hogwarts kind of take over mm-hmm. and so just that, that was that's number 2 no battle no action didn't stay true to the book okay and and part of that too was Bellatrix is in the Great Hall, literally just breaking windows. Yes, that's true. And no one's stopping her. She's just standing on top of a table, just like talking to herself and shooting spells at the windows and breaking them. Yes. Stupid. I would do that though. Yeah. If I was was a wizard, I'd be like, you can't stop me. (laughs) Right. So anyways, number three. That's why this is why the movie sucks. Okay. Because in the book that doesn't happen, and there's a big battle and fights and duels and all the cool stuff that makes Harry Potter special. Um, number three. Number three. This is the big one. There is like no detail at all about the Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. About Voldemort's past. Mm-hmm. About anything that leads into the seventh movie Mm -hmm. if you're just going off the movies i don't know how you could watch the sixth one and even have an idea about what's happening in the Mm -hmm. seventh one yeah i feel like that's the biggest mistake in the in the movie is that is we only get like two pensive scenes yeah whereas and they're like they're like very small pensive scenes too yeah they're like it just shows um the first one shows Dumbledore basically going to the orphanage and showing off his magic to mm-hmm. little Voldemort. And he's like, can you do magic? And, you know, they have a little weird conversation and then he leaves. And then the next scene, the next pensive scene is the one that's like altered they had with his conversation yeah. Yeah, with Slughorn. But you don't get any of the the gaunt, like the... Mm-mm, you don't the get Marvel of Gaunt. Yeah, you don't get that. The ring. You don't get the ring. The one you don't that get I really, the goblet. The one that I really wanted to see, and they obviously cut out because, but it's the one where he tries to apply to be the defense against the dark arts teacher. Yeah, that was one that I really wanted to see. Yeah, I wanted to see that too because it's like he's not quite Voldemort yet, but he's like. He's still in those like, creepy. In, yeah. He's like transforming still. Like he's not fully transformed to Voldemort. Yeah. Did that. Did that in the book, did that part give you the willies? It was. It's very memorable. Like yeah. I don't know if it gave me the willies or not, but like I still remember that scene. I just remember being creeped out. Like oh, just the the image of him in my head was so creepy. The I will say the uh, graveyard scene in Goblet of Fire, like that was the scariest that, one. That gave me like I remember like having a hard time sleeping. Yeah, Goblet of Fire is definitely like could be a horror movie. 
Yeah. If they do it right. Yeah. Same with same with uh, Half Blood Prince. Could be a horror movie. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in it. All of all of Voldemort's past could be a could be a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Could but I, you get could... you get all this stuff from like his mother. You get all the reveals of the potential Horcruxes. Like that's how they know about the goblet. Yeah. In the fourth movie, we don't get the riddle murders, do we? It's been a while since I've seen these movies. We don't get that. No. Which is like a bummer, because imagine if that's how the movie started. Well, no, the the fourth one doesn't start with the riddle murders. The riddle murders actually come up in the sixth book in the pensive. Do they? We, like, yeah. we see him murdering his dad. Yep. And interesting. Okay. Yeah, the fourth book starts, and the movie The movie is actually pretty accurate with the with the book on the goblet of fire um the uh it starts with the caretaker of the riddles house and oh Voldemort yeah and wormtail and uh gotcha, party yeah. crouch jr have kind of taken taken i don't know one of the yeah, rooms okay. upstairs and but he sees do, the light on yeah, yeah we, do, we do see the murder of frank right yeah frank yeah, yeah. you don't really get any backstory to Tom Riddle in his like his past uh, until the sixth book, but that's when you get that's when you get the his parents like because he kills his dad right, and his yeah. like, half brother and okay whatever. yeah I was, I was getting different things mixed up now. Um, you know what would be cool though? Yeah. Um, is if uh. Like that's how the fourth movie started was like, or like maybe when the fifth one after Voldemort comes back and it starts with the murder of the riddles and it's like, and it's like, you know, like 50 years, I mean like 50 years ago or whatever. And then like, we see like, uh, you know, like the riddles get murdered and then we get like Harry Potter, like we zoom out before, like we see them like die and then it's like Harry Potter and whatever, (laughs) you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that'd that'd be be, a really cool way to start it. Um, that's something that I think they could have done better in the movies is just given Voldemort in general, some more backstory. Yeah. I think the problem too, though, is, is that like the movies were coming out before the series was finished. So like, I don't think they really knew. Yeah. So like, like that, like I think that was a problem for them that like, they actually did a really good job of not making it a bigger problem on like other shows. <laughs> I think um, they, well, I think they had, I think by the time the sixth movie came out, by the time the sixth movie the, came out, they were the they were done. Were yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty positive about that. But yeah, it's just something where it's like, um, they like even by like the fifth book, they probably didn't know like, oh, we really need to like, like she's setting up this and like that's actually foreshadowing other stuff, right? Um, but yeah, I think can, can I throw something in there that the uh, Half Blood Prince does not do well? Yeah, uh, the Harry, Ginny, and Dean at Love Triangle. Oh yeah, is just like not good at all. And and like in, in the book or in the movie, I don't get why they go out. Yeah, that's another that's another one too. Um, just like I felt like they focused more on the snogging aspect of the book. Yeah, in the movie they did. Yeah, like Ron and Lavender and Hermione Triangle. Mm-hmm. Rather than Harry and Ginny and Dean, they didn't do it very well. 
Yeah. And I think, they focused a little too much on the stuff that didn't matter at all. I think that's like one thing that like if we had all the books done, the movies would do a better job of like setting up uh, Ron and Hermione <laughs> a little better. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Here's where I want to see and I'll and I'll leave with this since we got more stuff to talk about. Sure. But what I want to see in the future, and I know this is like going to be years away because they're doing other things with the wizarding world of Harry Potter. But I would love to see a remake of all the Harry Potter books into TV series. Mhm. Then you have more time to include the fine details. And if you if you really have to put this scene in of Bellatrix burning down the burrow, by all means. But as long as you include the stuff that's actually important, you can do whatever you want. I get your opinion. I understand your opinion. Uh, but, but, Mitch, mm-hmm. I still have to disagree and say that the fifth one's the worst movie. Okay. The fifth one's the most boring. It's very boring to you, yeah. Sixth one's the worst one. With accuracy. And and I, I don't want to take up too much time and like it's not something I want to come back next week and talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just want to real quickly say my opinion in like 10 seconds is that the fifth book is like the one where we spend like the most time in Harry's mind. Yeah. And they had no idea how to translate that onto the screen. Yeah. And you and <laughs> the fifth book is the longest book in the series and the fifth movie is the shortest movie. In the, in the film series. Right. Um, and it just seems like they really didn't know how to adapt that. And yeah. uh, it, it's the one that I think Harry is like the most unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people will agree with that. So, but anyways, that's, that's all I want to say. I think you bring up some very strong points though about uh, the sixth one. Mm-hmm. Um, I still enjoyed the sixth one. It's uh, I think the first, I think, we, and we kind of agreed on this before. I think the first two are the, most accurately adapted from the yeah. books. Uh, I think the third one is not a good movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the fourth one, again, we agree is the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifth one, like we already said, uh, sixth one we already talked about. And then I think the final two are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They, they ended it really well. Yeah. But so. again, back to, to number six. They did not set up well for the final two. I agree. I can agree with that. So, I yeah. can agree with that. But to be fair to you, I, I, I have to point this out. When I remember reading, the, finishing the sixth one and going, how are we going to wrap this up in one more book? I remember thinking that right. too when, 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 when that one ended. <laughs> I do have some problems with the seventh book that I can talk about on another Mitch's Minute. For sure. But uh, but yeah, sixth six movie. Okay. When I... Watch a movie that is based on a book, especially a book that I like. Uh-huh. If it is not like 90% or more accurate to the book, I get angry. Okay. So well, wait, wait, that, that we'll have, makes me mad. We'll have to have that discussion at some point about like yeah. how, how to adapt a book to a movie. Right. I think that, I think that can be an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to the next topic right now. Let's do it. All right. You ready, Mitch? Yes, sir. All righty. What do we got? Cage match. Nobody leaves until we work this out. Cage match. You ready for a cage match? I'm ready for a cage match. It's been a while. Okay. 
This goes into the city of Gotham. Okay. And I've never been, by the way. I've always wanted to go, though. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Um, yeah, I'm a little scared of going, but uh, you know, maybe it's some day I'll pull the one trigger. One of our ten thousand episodes, we should do live from Gotham. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty fun. Absolutely, let's do it. We could like set up shop upon like one of those gargoyles. Uh, I think we should just be in the alleyway where. Uh, oh, where the Waynes died. Where the Waynes died, yeah. Yeah, be dark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing here where Martha, where Martha Wayne lost her pearls. There's a blood stain on the she sidewalk. She also died. <laughs> <laughs> I have found right here, Mitch, a pearl from said necklace. <laughs> Brucey. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right, so so I have uh, this kind of actually comes from something that we talked about in the trailers. Okay. In the trailer for our podcast, uh, I'm going to give you two robins. Okay. Fighting in a cage. Okay. Yeah. Tim Drake. Okay. And Jason Todd. We're going to leave Ooh. Dick Grayson out of it. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, what kind of a fight is it? It's a cage match. They're both the, Robin, by the way. To the death. Yes. Okay. I, I guess I need to. I need to clarify some stuff. Yeah. Is uh is Jason Todd? Is this after he's died and come back to life, or is he still just a Robin? He's still. I don't know what happens with uh, Tim Drake. I know Jason Todd's story pretty well. Yeah, Tim uh, Tim Drake eventually uh, goes on and becomes he's the Robin when Bruce uh, so he's Robin and then Bruce Wayne dies and then he's the Robin for um, Dick Grayson when Dick Grayson becomes Batman. Okay. And then after that, uh, I'm not I don't follow the DC universe too well after that. But then okay. I believe after that, uh, Batman comes back to life and then uh, Tim Drake goes on to be Red Robin. So he kind okay. of was like, I'm going to be my own superhero now. Starts up a restaurant chain. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is it, yeah. Is it Red Robin or am I, am I actually getting that confused with the restaurant Red chain? Robin. Yo. Um, so let's make it fair because I think Jason Todd would probably have the edge. Yeah. In a certain time frame. Uh, so we'll just make them both Robin. Okay. Uh, no one has come back from the dead yet. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's Red Robin. That is his name. Okay. Cool. Uh, if that is the case, uh, I think I am going to give it to Tim Drake. Okay. Because, and I could be wrong, but my general knowledge of uh, Jason Todd is um, he was like a street rat, kind of uh, living on the streets trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, so he was living on the streets. He wasn't like, uh, unlike Dick Grayson, who was an acrobat and uh, like had skills already established. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Todd uh, kind of had to be taught pretty much uh, all that stuff. Right. Um, whereas uh, Tim Drake was trained in martial arts before he became Robin, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, he he had some martial arts experience before that, and yeah, I think he was a generally speaking, he was a better Robin than Jason Todd was. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's kind of the consensus in the fan base is that Jacob Grayson was the best, and Tim Drake was uh, the second best. Right, 
Jason Todd was kind of the problematic Batman, right? Yeah, well, people did not like Jason Todd when he was Robin to the point where they did the uh, the way that they killed off Jason Todd was by having a phone line and you could call the phone line to vote if you wanted him to die or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that there was like one guy who like called a thousand times or whatever. And that's what <laughs> like this one guy was the one who decided that. Jason Tip Todd, the scale. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, that, I think that's hilarious. That is funny. Um, but they both yeah. have they both have different histories. They both have it's different not... histories. Yeah, they both. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think I think if we were dealing with uh, Jason Todd, like coming back as Red Hood, or you know, like, and if it was Red Hood versus Red Robin, I would still go with the Red Hood. But I think if they are both just uh, um, Robins, I think it's going to go to uh, Tim Drake. <laughs> right, Tim Drake wins. That's that's where I am putting my I and I don't get to, I can't I can't go into like too much detail because I don't really remember all of this off the, like too much off the top of my head but uh right. yeah I would go with I would go with Tim Drake. You heard it here first folks. That's that's where we're going to land on this one. Yep, Tim Drake is the uh Robin champion. Tim Drake is the Robin champion of that's, the cage match. Of the cage match. Put him in a different scenario, we might get a different outcome. But right now, yeah. right cage now, match. Cage match cage it match. is. Yep. It's a question time, Mitch. Question time. Question, question time, time. Question time. Question time. Uh, so usually for these questions, uh, we ask each other questions. Uh, I decided to ask you a question in advance. Yes. So you can do some research for it. That is uh, true. So uh, I got asked a question the other day from a friend. Uh-huh. Uh, we were talking about Kelsier. He's on Fortnite, and we're just kind of generally just talking about Mistborn, Brandon mm-hmm. Sanderson, and all that stuff. And we know that Brando Sando is currently working on a screenplay for Mistborn. Right. Uh, Mistborn has been auctioned off for uh, the rights have been auctioned off. Um, so it's very possible at some point we will get a Mistborn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you cast in the Mistborn movie? Great question. So we talked about this. I think what we're going to do is we're going to say a character and then we're both going to give our fan cast for them. Okay. Okay. Would you All like right. to pick? Yeah. Pick, pick which character we're going to cast first. Let's go with the one that, uh, I didn't really care about. Okay. Yeah. Ellen. Ellen. Who do you uh, have? Eddie Redmayne. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. So I chose, I have, I had to look a couple of people up because I didn't know their names. Sure. Um, I chose George McKay, um, who is known for his role in 1917, which was a fascinating movie. I have seen that one. Yep. He's the Uh, main, he's the main dude. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Not Tommen. Because Prince Tommen slash King Tommen was the other guy from Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Not him, the other guy. Um, okay. So I thought he'd, I thought he'd fit the role pretty good. Uh, I, think I think it's a pretty pretty forgiving role. Like just yeah. about anybody could play it. I, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Eddie Redmayne though we've seen him with uh, as a 
Newt Green, you know, Newt whatever, Newt Salamander. Yeah. And uh, I think he could take a lot of what he used on Newt and bring that to uh, Ellen, at least in the first book. Yeah. Uh, just kind of be like this dorky but likable uh, right. guy. Yeah. I was kind of thinking age range, so I was looking up people that were kind of in that that's fair. I, I do age. think I do think that Eddie Redmayne you can make him look pretty young. Yeah, I think but, Eddie Redmayne is a very looks very young for yeah, how old he probably is. Exactly for sure. But yeah, I think I think yeah, you bring a good point. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just uh, with with that as well. I thought of like introverted type of person, like kind of yeah. quiet, but not like super quiet, and then also could could be because he spoiler alert actually i don't know if i'll do a spoiler alert here spoilers no no spoils no spoilers no let's just say with like action scenes i also think about like how capable are they of certain things so sure um so that was kind of another another thing there sure yeah uh i will pick the next one now okay and uh let's go with the main character herself Mm -hmm. uh Vin. Okay. So for Vin, I chose Daphne Keen. Daphne AKA Keen. she's the girl in uh, Logan. Ah, I see. And I know she was young in that movie. I think she's about, let's see. She's born, yeah, she's 16 now. So That's let's perfect. say the movie gets produced in a year or two. That's she would perfect, fit yeah. that 17, 18 year, mm-hmm. which I think that's how old Vin is. Yeah. She would hit. She she's, would hit that 15, age range. She's fifteen in Final Empire, if I remember correctly. Right. So. So she would. She would fit that age range, and she's got that like fierce, kind of spunky attitude. Sure. Yeah. Like she'll freaking rip someone's throat out, mm-hmm. but also she can be cute at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was going with there. Uh, Daphne Keen. I didn't know Daphne her name Keen. until I looked her up for this. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, my turn. Yeah. Uh, I originally had Daphne Keen. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, I. I think that is pretty pretty dang close to who Vin is. Yeah, I, uh, I can't think of anyone better. I mean, there's probably some good ones, but. So I was, I was going to say for my second second choice, uh, since you've already since you've said Daphne Keen, and just to be interesting. Uh, I'm gonna say Macy Williams. Uh, oh, that was that was my second choice. <laughs> Aria. Yeah, yeah. Aria that was Star. that yeah. was another one. Of, that was a runner up for me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I guess we're agreed on on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to go any further. Um, yeah. I think that's exactly. I think those two, either or, would be really good. But yeah, I'd give it to Daphne Keen if I was in charge of casting. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you go ahead and pick the next character. All right. Let's go with uh, Sazed or Sazed, however you say his name. I, yeah, I say Sazed. Yeah. I said Sazed, but now I say Sazed. Okay. So, uh, you're up. I got to look up the guy's name. Okay. Sazed. Uh, no, what's, the, what's that guy's name? Okay. Uh, yeah, the guy that I picked uh, is Conleth Hill. Conleth Hill. 
and he played uh, Varys in Game of Thrones, Lord Varys. Oh yeah, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, I, I I definitely think of him when I when I read says it, um, right. and like there, I run into a couple problems now because one Varys like like says it is a eunuch. Um, so uh-huh. I wonder if like that's why my brain automatically went there, um, right. but uh, Sazed is very like soft spoken, very introspective, uh, deep in thought and stuff like that. And I think that uh-huh. actor portrayed all of those qualities as varies in Game of Thrones, right? And I think it'd be cool to see that, um, but just not as a bad guy, but as a good guy mm-hmm. uh, with Sazed, right. Yeah, I can see that. He's he's kind of got that intelligence factor. Mm-hmm. And where I, he like, knows everything. Yeah, and Sazed is kind of like an older guy, and they kind of say he's like not muscular. He's you know little, you know, like like the guy who played Lord Varys. So yeah, so that's that's yeah, cool. So I didn't really think of one. Uh, beforehand so i'm kind of winging this but i'm going to give you like the type of person sure and that'll give you someone that i think would be okay okay actually i'll just give you the person i think would be okay first the person, so yeah. george harris is his name did not know that until just now okay. but he is famous for playing kingsley shacklebolt on harry potter um okay and so i i always pictured says it as a maybe like a middle eastern but i i thought i thought of kingsley because he's he's always got like no i think that's a good choice i do think he's got all of his like yeah he's he's always done up real well he's got all of his his bling um looks cool but yeah i i kind of pictured that um and I, i was telling you before i was i was thinking of those i don't know i know it's in in africa somewhere but it's part of their culture where they have the rings around their neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Sazed has like a stretched out neck like they do, but I can see him wearing like a bunch of, I mean, we know he wears a bunch of uh, metal on his body. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that kind of came to mind as well. Sure. So that's kind of where that's coming from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, uh-huh. my second string for Sazed mm-hmm. uh, would be Tom Hanks. That would be a good one too. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I think Tom Hanks would be really good uh, with the arc of uh, Sazed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he could do that arc really well. Anyways, uh, yeah. who do we have next? Who do we have next? Um, I think we should go with the big one. I know there's big a lot one. of side characters. Sure. We could do like the Lord Ruler, or we could do like oh the Lord Ruler would be good. Of, like Breeze. Let's do the Lord Ruler. Yeah, and we can. We can probably leave out the. The other part of the team for now, I guess. Yeah. I will say uh, for Ham, uh-huh. one of the side characters, Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black uh, for Ham? Jack Black for Ham. Yeah, cool. Yep, yep. I would choose, I'd probably choose someone like, uh, oh, what's his name? Dave Bautista for Ham. Just someone okay. that's like UFC, like. Fair. Not UFC. Uh, what was he? He was like uh, WWE wrestling, I think. Oh yeah, no, but I, I agree. I think Jack Black would be a really good Breeze. Yeah, I think Jack I, I always pictured Breeze as someone kind of short and pudgy, 
Sure. Jack Blackie. Yeah. Very sense, very good sense of humor. It'd be a more serious role for him. So he yeah. wouldn't really be able to unleash his Jack Black. Which is fine. Yeah. But it'd I be, mean, but it would be really good. It'd be really yeah, good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Um, I, I think, I think he could, I think for Bree specifically, he could have, he can like do that in like more suave ways because especially with Bree's being the soother, like he does make jokes cause he's like always soothing people and stuff like that. So right. I think Jack Black could do that very well. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he pulled off. Yeah. The Lord Ruler, though. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I I didn't even think about the Lord Ruler. Uh, I kind of did. Okay, but not to the extent that I should have. Okay. Um. But I would probably go with somebody like, uh, what's his name? He's also in the Harry Potter movies, Lucius Malfoy. Uh, oh, uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. That's a good one. I actually thought of him for Kelsier for a minute. That's a good one, too. That's a good Kelsier. And I don't think that would be a bad idea. No, that's a very good I Kelsier. think he could pull off both of those roles. Yeah. Because he's he's an iconic villain in a lot of things. Yeah. I agree. And then he could also be a good guy. Yeah. But I think that's a good choice, either or. Yeah. Uh, but for the Lord Ruler, man, I... Um. Yeah. Uh. I mean, without spoiling anything for the final end, and like, there's a lot you can spoil with the Lord Ruler. Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to kind of try to play it safe. Uh. Man. I think it should be the guy who plays King Theoden. <laughs> Oh yeah, that'd be What's, good. Who is he? Who plays? I picture the Lord Ruler as being a very, like, attractive person. Because right. you can get you get some some of these villains that are just like ugly as sin. Like the uh, the other guy from uh, Lord of the Rings, the one that's like eating the turkey with his uh, Boromir's dad. Oh yeah, Faramir's dad. That dude. Dude's that dude's just a just a rat, you know. Bernard Hill is his name. Um, Bernard yeah, so Hill. That that's why I I think it's difficult to be to to kind of cast the Lord Ruler, and it probably would be better to cast a younger person. But like, uh, you know, uh, the Lord Ruler. Uh, this isn't a spoiler. Uh, he's the emperor. He's the bad guy, um, and he's reigned for a thousand years. Um, in Mistborn. Um, right. So you kind of have to find a guy who is like old and young, young and old. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's going to be kind of hard to do that. And I, yeah, I think that's where a good casting director is going to have to play that one more with like a. Speaking of Lord of the out. Rings, Orlando Bloom would be interesting pick. For. For anybody. He'd fit okay. into the uh, Mistborn. He'd be a good Lord Ruler. He'd be good Kelsier. Maybe one of the uh, one of the crew. Breeze. Yeah. Clubs. He could be a good. He could be a good Lord, and you know the other ones. Yeah, he might be. Uh, there was a set. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's All right. let's let's do the big one. 
the big one. Kelsier. I actually have a few, so. Okay. All right. Uh, go ahead and yeah. I'm gonna do my. It. I'm gonna do a three, two, one. All right. Yeah. Go for it. So my number three is uh, Tom Felton, aka Draco Malfoy. Okay. Uh, because he just has like that mischievousness to him. Okay. And he's, I kind of put Kelsier in the thirty-five-ish age range, maybe yeah, I, in his forties. I think yeah, I kind of think his forties because, uh, like he's they lived def- for a while. Yeah, and they they definitely say that like uh, Vin and Kelsier have like a father father daughter daughter yeah. kind of relationship. Right. And that, like, and they say in the Well of Ascension that Kelsier was old enough to be her father, right? So, but yeah, yeah. But I think he'd be an interesting pick. He's thirty, thirty-four, so he'd be a little young. But yeah, they could probably make it work. Yeah. All right, okay. go ahead. Uh, or do you want me to do my do, other ones? Do your number two because I only have one person right now for Kelsier. Okay. So my number two is Christian Bale. Okay. I just thought he'd he'd be good. Yeah, he he's be good, good at everything. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Christian Bale in a movie. Okay. All yeah, right. I agree. Christian Bale would be pretty good. Uh, okay. Uh, my really my only person that I have is Nicolas Coaster Waldo. Oh, uh, Jamie. Jamie Lannister. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. That's that's who, especially if they, uh, if they like, because he's kind of got like gray temples and he's got like grayer hair. But if they yeah. give him like the Jamie Lannister like gold hair again, right? Because I, I think that's if I remember right, that's what Kelsier looks like. He's got like, you know, Goldilocks hair, right? Um, so I think if he did that, I think he would be a great Kelsier. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good choice. Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Yeah, he would fit in really well. He fits yeah. he just fits that like the physique and everything about it. Yeah, the it. physique, yeah. Um and just yeah, I think the way that he can present himself and cuz like Jamie and Kelsier, like they overlap a little bit of like they can both be like they can both have big personalities, they can both um you know, they kind of can be a little cocky. I mean, yeah. I don't even say kind of, but they, they, they both are cocky. Kelsier is very cocky. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, Kelsier can also, Kelsier is also like a lot more, uh, like has a lot more ups and downs than Jamie does. Mm-hmm. Ah, I say that, but I mean, Jamie had his hand cut off. He definitely had his downs, but like, yeah, it's, it'd be very interesting. Sister. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see him play Kelsier. And then yeah. like, you know, he's like very charismatic, very energetic, very, uh, you know, a personality that just pulls people in. And then like the next scene, we can see him like in the dark, just like grieving because his wife is dead and like right. that hatred for nobles that Kelsier has. And yeah, anyways, I think, yeah, that's my number one choice. Cool. Uh, so I just realized my number one was also in Game of Thrones, but I cool. forgot that he was. He was only in, the, in for like one season. Um, it is Ed Scrine, Screen. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, I I know him from Deadpool. He was Francis. 
And uh, he was also Dario Naharis, the first person to play Dario Naharis in uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. And then he was replaced by another guy. And he was also recently in Dunkirk, I believe. Okay. Or no, it wasn't Dunkirk. It was the other one. Midway. Midway, the other, yeah. The other uh, World War II movie that came out. Yep. Um, and the reason why I chose him, kind of the same reasons that you chose uh, Jamie Lannister. I remember his real name. He's got a weird name. Yeah. Um, he's kind of got that cocky attitude, uh, sense of humor, kind of witty, mm-hmm. but also like smug. Mm-hmm. And kind of i always picture kelsier as more of a lighthearted person even though he's been through a ton of crap he's he like that's i think that's why he made it through everything he did is because he's like more of an optimist yeah just i mean he wants to see his plan go through but that i kind of thought he'd be a good person for that role yeah uh definitely i think that's an interesting choice definitely not one that i thought of but uh yeah. I can I can dig it. He doesn't have a lot of like. He's really have a lot of like leads, like yeah, I was gonna say like a lot of lead man roles. Yeah. Uh, so like that's why I'm having like kind of a hard time imagining it, but. Uh, I really liked him in Midway, and yeah. he he actually was the lead role in Midway. Okay, I didn't see Midway. I, I've seen like all the other World War II movies, but Midway. <laughs> yeah, Midway was Midway was good. It was kind of underrated in my For opinion, sure. but, and I also liked him in Deadpool. Uh huh. Just, just I don't even know how to explain him in Deadpool, but I yeah. mean Ryan Reynolds made that movie what it is. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna send you a picture though of uh, Jamie Lannister, and I mean, you tell me that's not Kelsey though. <laughs> yeah, when you told me that, I I kind of agree with yeah. that more than any of my choices for sure no i'm but like there's like i just saw this one picture of him i just typed in like the guy's name and then i just put as kelsier and then this right. first picture shows up and i'm like yeah that's that's pretty good <laughs> yeah uh, i do want to say one more thing about this sure um i i like i like the idea of jamie lannister but i feel like most people know him as jamie lannister it's mm-hmm. kind of like how when uh let's do the place harry potter daniel radcliffe. Uh, daniel radcliffe anytime he's in another movie that's not harry potter i mean you just can't unsee him as harry potter for sure yeah that's definitely a thing that actors have to work on right and so i kind of went into I, and i usually go into most fan casts whenever i'm asked something like this as like who would who would be a good person to fit that role and could like own it and make it theirs? Mm-hmm. It's like Robert Downey Jr. He's Iron Man. Yeah. Elijah Wood is Frodo. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of other ones too, but if we um, can't, if we can't get Kit Jamie- Harrington is John Snow. Yeah. One hundred percent. If we can't get uh, Jamie Lannister to be, um, yeah, he's Kelsier man. Yeah, that's like that picture right there. I'm just like, yeah, that's. That's pretty Kelsier. Then uh, yeah. I say we get discount Jamie Lannister. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. <laughs> Two-Face. <laughs> yep. Hey, do you know who else would be good in Mistborn? Is Bronn mm-hmm. from uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. Jamie Lannister's uh, homie. Actually, it's yeah. Tyrion's homie for a while. And then Jamie's yeah. homie. 
Okay, uh, super random. I don't think either of us thought of this. Uh, cast spook. Spook? Yep. Oof. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, because they would never cast this actor in such a small role, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> or not Tom Hiddleston, Tom Tom Holland. That's a good... Yeah, like that's he, a good he's, one. He's way he too big. Yeah, he's way too big of an actor to play such a small role. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's. I think it's good. Without spoiling anything, I think it's good. Yeah. I would say... I don't know. He, he is a small... It's a small role. It's a small role up until, like, the final book. The third book. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, so it's like, hey, Tom, uh, yeah, we only need you for like three weekends for like the first movie. We need you for like six weekends on the second one. And then in the third one, we're really going to need you. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm You're basically uh, going to cameo the first two movies. Yeah, and I'm, then you can. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. I'm Nathan Drake. Uh, I'm kind of a little too busy to just show up for like. Such a small part. Look, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Trust right. me. This is going to be great. <laughs> the problem the problem I'm having right now is I don't want to cast someone that's like in everything. For sure. And so I want to I want to cast someone that doesn't have like a big role cuz there's yeah. so many good actors out there that could yeah. take on these roles but they're just not in the Yeah. the mainstream of everything. And so it's hard to it's hard, I, I don't know names. That's the yeah. problem. I think my problem right now is I cast way too many Game of Thrones actors. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, uh, you guys were really good in Game of Thrones. How would you like to be in another epic right. fantasy series? But oh man, yeah, it's really hard for me not to look at Jamie Lannister and not go, yeah, that's Kelsey. Right. Uh, the more I look at it, and the more I'm just like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> like, um, so. He looks like all the renditions of Kelsey. Yeah. Any any uh, fan art that yeah. looks like that, like kind of a pointy nose and like thin set, yeah. Also athletic, got, you know? yeah. Athletic build. He's got like that good head of hair. Um, yeah. I never really pictured him as uh, like blonde, but mm-hmm. I it probably s- just straight up says he's blonde in the book, and I just somewhere. I mean, like ev- every fan art I see of him has blonde hair. Yeah, I just never really thought of I don't I never really uh, thought of that aspect. Like, what color is his hair? So I'm I'm just kind of picking and choosing people of like that same Kelsey, body type, that build. Kelsier is described to be a middle aged man with hawkish features and hawkish, light, yep. yeah, and light blonde hair. Kind of like wit. Yeah, his most prominent wit is supposed to be hawkish as well. Yeah, his most prominent trademark is. The multitude of long scars running down his arms. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I mean, that'd be really cool to see that. That would be cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the fan cast for mm-hmm. Mistborn. Mistborn fan cast. Yeah. That was cool. All right. Let's go on to the uh, rest of our questions. Yeah. Fan questions. We got some fan questions. Yippee. Yippee. Yeah. We should put that in there from <laughs> Phantom. <laughs> we got some fan questions. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> all right you want me to uh read one of them yeah um 
this first one is uh, Katie asked uh, if you want to read that one. Katie. Katie. All right. Thank you for the question, Katie. Uh, so it says, with all these Marvel characters getting their own shows, do you think it's actually necessary and adds to the character's story, parentheses, and the universe? Or is this just Marvel trying to make more money? That's a great question. That's a good question, Katie. That's a good question. What do you think, Mitch? Uh, I think it could be both. But sure. from what we've seen so far, I think it has added. For me, it's added to the character story, to each character yeah. that's had their own show. And yeah. I, I also think that the universe, the Marvel Universe has grown so much since Iron Man mm-hmm. that they need to do stuff like this to... Because they've introduced so many characters that when you have like an Avengers movie, these side characters don't get that much time. Right. And so you need to build build into them a little bit more Yeah. somehow. And I think exactly. they're doing a good job with it. Yeah. Uh, I kind and they of have, want more money. Yeah. I kind of have like two different like thoughts on this. And like the first one is it's too soon to tell. Um, because we haven't had a movie yet where the events of the show should directly correlate, relate, or affect the movie. Um, so it's too early to tell if this is going to matter in the long run or not. Um, but having said that, I think it's safe to say um, that these shows do matter. They do count. Um, and I think WandaVision is... And yeah, and, and Captain America or and Falcon the Winter Soldier are both uh, pretty evident of that um, because we really didn't know Wanda or Vision before this, and uh, yeah, hardly I mean, at all. Yeah, and we really got to know both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly, like the one of the big things is Vision saying, "I'm scared." I think that is. I think that's like an underappreciated line of just like, "Holy cow!" Like Vision is an android and yet he is afraid right now like right that's pretty i mean that's a pretty big thing i mean we got to dive into wanda's past um get to know wanda a whole lot better uh i think we really know what her motives are for uh her appearance in uh doctor strange 2 and the multiverse of badness mm-hmm. um and i think even with loki even though we're only one episode into loki I think we're getting some good character development for Loki already in one episode. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I think these are important. I think these are, uh, you know, necessary. I think uh, to an extent, I don't know, you know, I mean, you can say are any of these necessary. I mean, I know people now who the only Marvel movies they've watched are the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. They haven't watched any of the other. They watched Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Avengers 3, and Avengers 4, and that's what they call them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say if you are a Marvel fan, if you are trying to keep up with Marvel, that these are indeed necessary. Yes. All right, what's the next question? Yeah, the next question is brought to us by Chad. Chad actually asked us a few different questions, um, but I thought this one was kind of the most interesting that we could talk about, which was... Uh, where would you like the Mandalorian storyline to go? I'll we'll let you answer this one by Chad. Um, yeah, I think we kind I kind of already answered this question, mm-hmm. um, in you know a couple weeks ago. Um, but they already said that we're getting 
uh, Mandalorian. We're getting Book of Boba Fett. We're getting an Ahsoka series. We're getting Rangers of the Republic. And all of that is building to a story, uh, like an overarching story. Um, and it might be, I think Thrawn is the main antagonist, right? Uh, they haven't Perhaps. said anything about that. But yeah, it's definitely seems to hint at Thrawn is going to be a major or the major enemy of that. Right. Um, so where, yeah, where do I think it's going to go or where do I want it to go? Um, yeah, I think, um, kind of what I was saying earlier is, um, Ahsoka in the Ahsoka series is going to look for Ezra. Um, they're going to find Ezra. Um, I'm not sure like how all these different pieces are going to play, but I do think we are going to get, um, a canon version of the legend story heir to the empire where uh-huh. uh, Thrawn kind of uh, takes over the remnants of the Empire and um, kind of uh, attacks the Republic. And uh, there is a Luke Skywalker clone. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I think we were talking about that during Episode 1 or Episode 2 of Bad Batch, uh, where I think they are setting up that um, cloning... Um, force sensitives is going to be a thing and we know that's going to be a thing because we've got baby yoda they took baby yoda blood and Uh like it's like maybe that's implied that the baby yoda blood or the grogu blood is used to make snoke but like maybe also they're using it to uh to make this uh clone of luke um right so yeah i think yeah i think it's kind of going to go into this uh all these avenues are going to lead to thrawn and thrawn is going to uh, maybe Thrawn meets the Emperor that he's still alive, and that uh, leads to him kind of forming the um, Empire or the final or the First Order, right? And we get like a canon version, like I said, of heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say about this is I hope that the Mandalorian story just stays original. I like uh, what they've done with the Mandalorian character. I like the cameos that they've brought in, the big ones. And I'm glad that they haven't really been, like they haven't taken over the show. Yeah. Um, the Mandalorian's always been the main character and you got his you got his posse, his buddies that help him out with jobs. And I like the, I like how original it is. And yeah. it's it's got its own, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni have done a good job of like giving it a feel of its own compared to all the other Star Wars stuff. It feels Star Wars, still feels like a Star Wars show, but it's it's also like got its own vibe. Yeah, which I call like a western. So yeah, keep that up. That's what I hope. Hope it doesn't go off in a weird direction. I see. Yeah, I get you. Just a, that's a broad answer, but yeah, yeah that's, that's my answer. Uh, and our final question that we're going to do came from, comes from Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the Nintendo switch pro a real thing? Well, I'm a Nintendo switch pro. You're a Nintendo switch pro. Yeah. Wow. What's that like? Uh, I'm just super good. You're just super good. Okay. Yeah. Just animal crossing though. Just, just a pro. Yeah. I can catch fish, uh, paid off all my debt. So yeah i'm a pro you're a pro yep um what do you think that's a good question rachel 
Um, is okay. I think we have to look at it at like two different kind of things. Um, is there another? Is there another switch coming down the pipeline? And is there an upgraded switch coming down the pipeline? Um, because we've had the Nintendo Pro Pro Switch rumors for a while, mm-hmm. and um, for a couple of years now, and like there was like these rumors, like oh yeah, Nintendo's making a new Switch. Oh yeah, this new Switch is going to be like super powerful. It's going to do like all this crazy stuff. And like while we didn't get that, we did get a new Switch. We got the Switch Lite. Um, right. So. Do I think there is a new switch coming down the pipeline? I absolutely think that um, with the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 out, I think it is time for them to make a new model of the switch. Yeah. Um, and I like I saw an article that I liked that was like it's going to be like the Super Nintendo Switch or the Super Switch like the Super Nintendo yeah, Super Nintendo Switch. Which I think is like a cool name for, you know, going back to the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's like a throwback. Um, yeah, throwback. Nice little throwback for that. Um, I think that'd be cool. Um, I do think that, yeah, we're going to get like a quote-unquote Pro. I don't think they're going to call it the Pro. But yeah, the, I mean, like Nintendo, looking back at them, you know, like you had, like we said, the Nintendo. There's the Super Nintendo. Uh, the Game Boy. The Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wii. Wii U. Whenever they like sequelize their consoles, they always... They don't ever go like two or anything like that. Um, They've got names. Yeah, they got names, even if it's just a letter, Wii U. Um, But yeah, I think we are going to get something. I don't know if it's going to be up to the specs that the rumors are out, that it's going to be doing like 4K and stuff like that. Um, I think it would be cool if... uh, I think it would be really cool if, like, yeah, a new Switch came out and um, it had an LED screen um, and it was just a 1080p screen. Um, and, uh, we just got like a fixed 1080p 60, um, both docked and on the go. I think if we got that, I think that would be really cool, but I don't think it would be as, um, flashy and wouldn't sell as well. So I think you might see, uh, like, yeah, it can do 1080p 60 one docked and it can also do 4k, at a variable refresh rate. Um, and then, yeah, stand, uh, you know, and then when it's on the go, it can do, maybe it can do 1080p 60. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we are going to get it. I think that is a thing. Um, and I think if we're going to hear about it, I would say we would hear about it by E3, but it is Nintendo and Nintendo does their own thing. So, um, right. but you know, if anything, we'll know by November because that's when it would come out. Nintendo, like we talked about last week, Nintendo doesn't really... I mean, they're kind of in a league of their own. Yeah, they do their own you thing. Can, you can talk about how Xbox and PlayStation are their competitors, but in reality, they, they're they always going to be a step ahead because that's their main focus, and they've got right. like their own universe that they've well, like super Mario and all that stuff. Right. I mean, like, even though they're not the biggest player at the video game market, right. um, what they do, the other two definitely emulate in different ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and Xbox and PS five, like uh, PlayStation, they're, they're competing against each other mm-hmm. and Nintendo's just kind of chilling. So I don't know if, I don't know if there's like a rush 
for them to make a new Nintendo Switch update because it's not necessarily competing with Xbox or PlayStation. It's more like competing with the older version of the Switch. Right. I, you're, you're partial, I think you're partially right with that. Um, but I do think there needs to be an incentive now to pick up a Switch. Yeah. Because a Switch is still $300. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so for $300, you can get the Switch, which is its own thing. And it's probably not going to get you know the games that everybody wants. Um, and for only $500, if you can find one, you can get a PS5 or an Xbox. So right. there needs there needs to be an incentive to if you haven't and like the thing is too if you haven't gotten a switch already, you're probably not getting a switch at this point. Right. Um. So, but maybe if they do make something new where it's like no, it is 4K. It is going to get Grand Theft Auto. It is going to get Call of Duty. It is going yeah. to, and it's backwards compatible, so you can still play Breath of the Wild. You can still play Mario, Super Mario Party, and stuff like that. Then yeah, I think. So I think, yeah, I think there is going to be something. The only problem is, is just when it's going to get announced, E3 maybe, but even for the Switch, they didn't announce it at E3. Uh, That's probably why those rumors have resurfaced about the, the new updated yeah. Switch, because that's coming up. Yeah, E3 is coming up, so we might hear something then. I don't know. I mean, if it was anybody else, I would say we would hear by E3. Uh-huh. Um, but it's Nintendo, and Nintendo... Didn't do it the last time. They just straight up didn't do it. They waited until January to announce to officially announce the Switch was a thing. And mm-hmm. then they released it in March. Like historically consoles always release for the holiday. You know, they come out in November, so that way you have all of November, all of December to get it for the holidays. Right. And they were like, nah, January, after you just bought your Christmas present, here's a new thing to get. And then they released it in March. Um so yeah, Nintendo is just so weird because they do their own thing. Um, but yeah, to, to make this complicated question that didn't need to be complicated, simple, <laughs> I think yes. Yes, we are going to get a Switch Pro. Yes, I think it's coming out this year. No, I don't really know what the specs are going to be. I will be pleasantly surprised. I'll be surprised with whatever it ends up being. Um, right. But the one thing I think we can safely assume is going to be backwards compatible slap like i don't think it's going to be like a new gen yeah. like it's going to be like the playstation 4 and the playstation 4 pro the xbox one and the xbox one x it's still going to be a switch um so yeah thanks for the question rachel thanks rachel and right. we got some movie news real quick do. uh i don't know if you heard about this there is currently talks for a uh, Wedding Crasher sequel. Right. And, I just uh, saw a brief thing about that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you care? Not really. I'm not a big sequel fan, especially when they come out like 40 years after the original. Yeah, I, that's the big thing is I don't like when they make the sequel like 80 years later. Yeah. Um, like Dumb and Dumber. That. Yeah. They, why? Why did yeah, you have to do that? Dumb and Dumber. Zoolander. Yeah, Zoolander. Uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I never saw this sequel. I mean, they did the same thing with Anchorman, but I thought Anchorman Two was pretty funny. Anchorman uh, Two was pretty funny because that's just a stupid like the yeah the Anchorman One was so stupid that it was funny. Yeah, like if they did a a Hot Rod sequel, yeah, I would, I would go see that. Yeah, it's just like yeah, because it's so stupid. Yeah, it is very stupid. That so, you just 
that's why it's funny. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, it's just uh, it's one of those things where I'm just like, uh, I don't know who's really excited about this. What is there to tell? You waited so long that to see these guys crash another wedding is going to be like really sad because they're going to be like in their late fifties. <laughs> yeah. Why are you still crashing weddings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't really know what to really expect by that. Um, right. But uh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Another one that was announced and uh, I don't even know if you've heard of this movie. I'm, I'm sure you have, but I've heard of mass. Yeah. Yeah. Master and commander Sorry. is getting a prequel. Uh-huh. Uh, that is a movie that came out in like 2003. Right. Uh, with what's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. I actually, I think I went and saw it when I was young and I fell asleep. I, yeah, I saw it too in theaters. Uh, I remember enjoying it even as a kid, but I have not gone back and seen that movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just another one of these things where it's like, Hollywood, why are you doing this? Like, two decades later who's coming up with these ideas yeah of, hey this needs a sequel now yeah or this needs a prequel <laughs> like oh, yeah a prequel yeah 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 i don't know um instead of doing that go make the Mistborn movie yeah make some new original content or just adapt or, the stuff that i like stuff yeah <laughs> stop doing remakes stop doing reboots stop doing sequels that don't need to be done there are some things that do need sequels. Yeah, that's true. And we can go into that later, but this is not necessarily one of them. Neither of those. Neither of those. All right. Uh, that's our movie news. Movie news. Movie news. All right, Mitch. Loki came out today. Loki. That was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, generally speaking, it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. I liked to see Tom Hiddleston. Uh, it was good to see Tom Hiddleston back. Um, some fun stuff that uh, already is expanding the universe. It's already uh, making me ask questions about Spider-Man: No Way Home and uh, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, there's a lot going yeah. on. Uh, but yeah, it's cool to see that they are directly talking about the multiverse. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I very much enjoyed, uh, seeing Loki get up to his no, no good ways, being mischievous as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Mitch? What did you think? Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought they did a good job, uh, it, because it started from, well, from the mishap in Endgame, but it started from the battle in New York, 2012, yeah. I think. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, we start off in. So he's with, still like he hasn't. We're we're looking at the Loki, that that uh, has made know, no left, character progression. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Hasn't yeah. gone through anything that we've seen him in. Yeah. Yeah. Thor: The Dark World did not happen, so uh, he. Or Ragnarok. Or Ragnarok, yeah, or any of that has happened. So it's right. was interesting when Owen Wilson shows him his mother's death that's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he, I mean, he goes in and, and watches the rest of the rest of the clips, and yeah, he watches eventually sees his own death. Yeah, he watches his whole timeline. Well, not his whole timeline, but you know, he watches his timeline from the uh, what do they call it the 
the holy timeline or something. Yeah, like the that. holy timeline. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. we are introduced to the timekeepers. The TVA. Um, the TVA. Yeah. And uh, they, Wilson is. I'm excited to see him in the rest of this show. Yeah, they they capture Loki pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring him back to the TVA. They kind of explain everything to both Loki and us, the viewer, of what's going on. Right. Um. I think my favorite part was they uh, bring Loki in and they're like, take a number. And he's like, it's just, it's just me and that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, take a number. And then the other guy is like, where's your number? And he's like, I didn't take a number. And then they just, <laughs> they just disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Loki just frantically searching for his number that he put in his pocket. Yeah. I liked, uh, I liked, the part where um, they first capture him and they like punch him in the face. Oh yeah. They they slow him down. down to like one sixteenth speed or something. Yeah. But he's feeling it all. <laughs> yeah. But you're feeling it all in real time. <laughs> His cheeks are just like, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, I really also like as far as the uh, TVA, they, they did a really good job. I thought of it. Of giving us like a basic knowledge of what it is. Yeah. You're not really confused from the start, which I think is good, especially when you're dealing with like time travel and time anything. Um, you know that there's these three beings that are kind of in charge. You don't know if they even exist yet, but you know that they've been talked about. Maybe they're gods, but I kind of, I kind of view them as like, um, I don't know what uh, Celestials is out there. The um, no, Star Lord's dad. No, they're just like their own thing. I think. But like Star Lord's dad, Ego. Yeah, Ego is a Celestial. I kind of, I kind of picture them in the same league as Ego. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, I'm not like sure. kind of exalted beings to some degree. Sure. Um, um, I don't know if we'll see them in this show. I'm hoping we do, but yeah. But we yeah. but we get we get a basic understanding of what the TVA is, and I liked that. Yeah. And he was like, "If you guys are so big and like, why haven't I why haven't I stumbled upon you yet? It's because you never had to, you never yeah. needed to. Yeah. You've so, never slipped away from your timeline. Yeah. So that's what's going on with uh with Loki as he gets off the course, obviously. Uh huh. And he's like, "You should." I think the best part too is like, "You should rest the Avengers." Yeah. And he's like, no, because the Avengers did what they were supposed to do. Right. So, like, they kind of addressed, because, like, that was obviously, like, my first question was, like, well, if time traveling is illegal, then why did the Avengers not get busted or whatever? And right. it's like, oh, no, because this is supposed to happen. <laughs> so Right. And then it makes yeah. you wonder who's in charge and allowed that to happen. Yeah. Maybe someone was just, like, a fan of the Avengers and let it pass, you know? <laughs> Eh, we'll let this one pass because uh, they're the Avengers. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see where they go from there. And technically, in Endgame, we hope that they covered their tracks. That that was kind of the understanding. I think. Well, yeah, I think, I think it's implied that yeah, they they covered their tracks. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, but, but Loki to... was Loki was the anomaly. But we find out at the end that the other guy that's terrorizing the TVA is himself. Is another Loki, yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah, I think that's really cool that uh, Loki is. And I, I think it's just very fitting that Loki is both the hero and the villain in the Loki show. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> what it should be. And it's funny too because they did a they did like a quick uh, character arc with him in this first episode. Yeah, they for with sure the, did, with yeah. the main Loki. They kind of made him go from cocky, I want to rule the world, to sad. My mom died. I'm. I want to be a better person. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like not only my mom died, but like I was. I died. <laughs> I was yeah. instrumental in the death of my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, I saw my father die, and like my father like called me his son, still. Uh-huh. And yeah, then I see myself die. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Well. Well done on the first episode. I know there was some uh, backlash. I read some reviews um, about this that they relied too much on past footage from other. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, of stuff. course, how are they going to start off the show but, yeah. without using? Yeah, I thought they, I thought they used it really well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was, it was one thing. It'd be one thing if they just like replayed the movies. Like, I know they did at the very beginning. But that was just to establish where we are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you and gotta quick scene. You gotta like, yeah. yeah, establish like, oh yeah, hey, like the last time we saw Loki was here. In case you didn't rewatch, right? In case you didn't rewatch Avengers Endgame right before watching this show. <laughs> but then, kind of going through when he was flipping through his life in the main timeline mm-hmm. of what you know what happened to him, it was really interesting watching him watch that mm-hmm. because that's what you were, that's what the the whole point of that scene was to watch him watch all the things that he's done. Right. In his life. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though they're replaying some things from past movies, you're, it's a different, a whole different perspective. So yeah. I thought they did a really good job with that. I thought so too. Yeah. How would, I would you give this a, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, so how would you how would you rate the first episode of the Loki show? I would give it a nine, because nine out of ten. Yeah, because it uh, left me with questions, like good questions, mm-hmm. and introduced new characters and a new, like a completely new organization mm-hmm. that is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's not really any flaws in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. I agree a lot with, a lot with what you said. Uh, I'm trying to decide. I am trying to decide if I want to give it an eight or a nine. Yeah. Um, I am going to give it a nine out of ten. Nine, 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 nine. nine. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I'm definitely excited to see uh, where all of this goes. I don't know how many episodes there are, right? Um, but I am super excited for just all of it. So. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. The God of Mischief. The God of Mischief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, uh, do we want to cover the rest of this Marvel stuff real quick? or We'll talk about this next time. Uh, All right. Just to tease you guys for next time, uh, we've got a, another supposed leak of Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, I guess we could just say real quick, uh, 
Emily or Elizabeth Olsen has said there's not going to be a WandaVision season two. Right. To which I say, duh. Duh, duh, duh. duh. Like that, like, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got some big news. I don't want to tease this big news just yet. Um, but uh, we got some other stuff to talk about. So, uh, big news. Oh, do we want to talk about that? Um, yeah. Right. right. I think you know more about it than I do. I read up on it a little bit, but Elon Musk, our boy, our boy. Uh, the other day, uh, the hacker organization known as Anonymous uh-huh. has targeted Elon Musk. And is oh. this the same question? Is this the same as like QAnon, or is this like different? I think they're different. I'm not they're even patterned sure. after like V for Vendetta, yeah. that dude, right? Okay, yeah, got it. They've done a couple of stuff where they've gone out and challenged some people. Very like, very much like um. I, mean, I don't want to say a supervillain, but they are pretty much, you know, like a supervillain. Right. Unless Elon Musk is the real villain. Well, I'm th- I mean, that's is this going to be the thing that pushes Elon Musk to be the Iron Man we all know he's meant to be? Right. What do you think, Mitch? I mean, it, it took Tony Stark getting... Uh, locked up in a cave with a artificial heart and uh, shrapnel, you know, in his chest mm-hmm. to finally become Iron Man. He could have done it years before. Yeah. He had the technology. I mean, look how fast he whipped up a a, a prototype and then a, a really nice hot rod red suit. Yeah. And was able to fly across the world. Uh, yeah. So maybe this is what it takes for – Elon Musk become Iron Man. Basically, what we're saying, folks, is get ready. We think this is about to go down. We're about it's to get... It's happening. It's happening. We're getting our Iron Man. Oh, my gosh. And in other news, Jeff Bezos is going to space. Jeff Bezos is going to space. That's where he's going to start his... Maybe that's... Jeff Bezos goes to space, and he gets hit with cosmic rays, and then he becomes like... Richards, bro. Uh, I was going to say Dr. Doom. Oh, I, I I have been very right. clear, very clear on record that Jeff Bezos is going to be the villain. <laughs> he could be the thing as well. He could be the thing. He is bald, baldy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's already common knowledge that Mark Zuckerberg's the villain too. I could see Mark Zuckerberg as Doctor Doom. Yeah. Anyways. Or uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, he's definitely Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. Anyways, yeah, Elon Musk, we're ready, man. Elon we're Musk, ready. we're ready. We're cheering you on right now. Don't let us down. If you want to join us on the podcast, hit us up at the Moderately Interesting Podcast. I think we should dedicate our Twitter to just asking Elon Musk to be on the podcast yeah. every day. Every day? Yeah. That's it. We're doing it. I mean, we're not very good at Twitter. We're, we're pretty not, good at We're not good at Twitter. Ones. No. Yeah. We don't tweet that well. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. That's This has been today's episode of the Moderately Interesting Podcast. The Moderately Interesting Podcast. Share with your friends. Like it. Subscribe. We got a book club coming out soon. We got a book club coming out soon. We might have to delay that like by another week. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I'm about a third of the way through that graphic I've, novel. I've just been busy with the homework and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we might have to delay that a little bit. But you guys, 
please share, subscribe, like. And if you haven't already left a review, it would mean the world to us if you do that. The absolute world. The absolute world. Just comment Elon Musk and we will love it. Yep. Uh, Mitch, anything else we need to say before we sign off to, the, to these people? Um, nope. That's, uh, that's about it. That's, that's about it. Uh, that's about all. That's about yep. all. That's all we got. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Mitch. This has been the Moderately Interesting Podcast. Make sure to tip your lifeguards. Bye-bye. Tip them good. Tip them. Tip them good. <laughs>